Please note that this episode contains graphic content that some people may find uncomfortable. If you want to avoid this content, please skip to the next episode now. Thanks for listening to A Modern Shaman. Everyone has a story to share that shapes the very foundations of who we are. And sometimes these stories become obstacles that we can't move past and we find ourselves stuck. A Modern Shaman is an original podcast series that shares these stories, the shit we all go through and the ability to overcome it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and become inspired as we share and find comfort in the stories that connect us. Join your hosts, Shaman Isabella and Kimberly Harlan, each week on A Modern Shaman as they explore ways for you to discover healing, growth, and joy. Learn how letting go of trauma can open up a world full of beauty that awaits us all. So, can we ask you, what's your story? This is A Modern Shaman. Welcome back to A Modern Shaman, women's stories to enlighten and inspire. This week, we have some graphic content. So if there are any kids in the room, please turn off this podcast until later because it might get heavy. Hey, Kim. How was your week? Hey, it might get heavy. Hi, Isabella. (laughs) I know. Well, remember uh, last week we uh, talked about self-worth and at the end I was like, oh, forgot to talk about the rapes. Oh, oh, and here we go. Oh, boy. But before we jump right into it, (laughs) let's talk about life, shall we? Life, yeah. How was your week? What's happening? I I got a text message from you yesterday. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. My youngest child uh, had an appendectomy, and I, I I don't think anybody in the family has ever had an appendicitis. And literally, when you have pain in your lower right abdomen, take your ass to the hospital immediately. That is something you just don't mess around with. Man. Well, that's also something that just doesn't happen in the 21st century. I mean, my mom had an appendectomy when she was eight years old, but that was... No, you really don't hear us. about them that often. It's funny, I was talking to the security guard at the hospital last night, and he was telling me, oh, yeah, I remember being in grammar school and then saying, you know, if you ever have a pain on your right side... Ask for help right away because it can be your appendix. And I thought, you know, first we were like, oh, I don't know. And she has such a high pain tolerance that she's like, no, mom, I think, you know, it feels like it's maybe on my ovaries. And, you know, me, energy medicine practitioner, I'm doing my, you know, looking at her body and looking at what it is. And I actually track some stuff that's going on with her in her life. But I hear, no, this is medical. Ooh. This is an appendicitis. And oh my God. Uh, it's, it's wild. Isn't honestly, it? it's so random. I mean, it could be anything or nothing. I think I am so guilty. I think a lot of women are guilty of just brushing little pains, aches, weird stuff. Even when they recur 20 times, it's nothing. I'm too busy for that. I got stuff to do. Right. It's right. going to go away. Right. But this didn't. She had to have surgery. She did. Was it scary? 
No, I mean, you know, she almost lost her ankle a couple of years ago. So she, this kid has really lost been, uh, her ankle. Yeah, lost her ankle, lost her foot. I, yeah, she oh, was in a ska- skateboarding, crazy. yeah, skateboarding accident and twisted it so badly it was literally hanging. I mean, oh. I got to the hospital and nobody wants to see their kid in the hospital. And uh, yeah, it was, that was intense. And so she sort of, you know, is high threshold for pain and here this poor kid is you know oh it's okay it's it's okay and and no it was not so so did she call you in this this pain yeah yeah because you're quite a few miles apart right yeah and and i did my you know woo woo and and cleared the energy and knew right away get your butt to the hospital so she did and it's all good and but it it really it set the tone for this show to like, oh, I don't really want to do it. And, and uh, I remember feeling like that last week. I think we had some shit come up and we were like, oh, I don't know. But we are committed to bringing you this podcast because it has already begun to take a life of its own. We have so many comments from our listeners. Thank you so much for your emails, your comments, your beautiful stories. I mean... The pee-pee story, right? Oh, my God. How many lives have you already touched with the pee-pee story, Kim? Thank you, thank you, everyone, for sharing your own pee-pee stories with me. You know what? My son has a pee-pee story from third grade that he never told me. Wow. He, he, needed to sh- he listened, and he needed to share that with me, and we needed to talk it out and figure it out. And why didn't you tell me, and why didn't I tell my mom? And is it shame? And so we had a whole conversation about yeah. shame. And wow. yeah, isn't that crazy? How beautiful. So the show is for men too. If Yeah, of course. It's hopefully for everyone because we all have our crazy stories. We do. Women um, have some more specific, you know, crazy. Intense stories. Yeah. And that kind of brings us to the subject for today. So I'd love to uh, title this podcast, what, what did I say last week? What constitutes rape? What makes rape rape? Yes, we do. Yeah. After, yeah. We, after we signed off, we kind of had a quick um, discussion about that. What constitutes rape and how has it evolved and changed? I think well, a lot, I, a lot yeah. has evolved with that. The answer to that question. So it's yeah, I mean, more awareness is being brought to the forefront now with the Me Too and all the you know women that are finally coming forward and and saying you know this was not okay. Uh, you were telling me a tickle story about uh, uh, I thought that was you and about a little girl who tells her dad, "No, don't no. tickle me. No. That's not from you." No, so, but I could. I mean, I, I you do have tickle stories. So I'm. I was talking stories. to another woman because, of course, now this is my life. And this woman said, "Oh, I know this six-year-old who tells her dad, don't tickle me. I don't like it when you do that. Don't touch my body.' And he does it anyway because he thinks it's funny, yeah. and he thinks it's cute, and he loves yeah. to hear his little girl laugh. And I get it, but you know, can't you see the how detrimental that can be. Yeah, she's trying, even at six. Trying to have a voice, she's right? She's trying to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't think he doesn't mean bad. You know, he doesn't mean anything by it. He he loves his child and wants to see her laugh and thinks it's cute. I don't think he, I don't know that men get it. No means no. Yeah. My father definitely did that to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. That's a weird one. It's con- a tickling thing. Yeah, it's about Can't a total loss it. of control over your. What's well, and then I pee body. my pants. <laughs> so there goes back to the pee. That'll teach him. That'll freaking teach him. <laughs> Just to- pee your pants. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, I think uh, you know, teaching our young women how to have a voice and boundaries, but also schooling our young men that no means no. And letting them know if a, if anybody tells you don't tickle me or don't touch me or I don't want to be held that way, that you listen. Right. And I think boys need to be taught that as much as girls need to be taught to defend themselves, you know. Yeah. So I think that leads right into the story that I'm avoiding telling. Um, dun, dun, dun. So the first time I was raped was by a group of my guy friends. Okay, how old are we? I was, I, you know, you know how you black out some ages. So I was either 11 or 12. Um, I hadn't got my period yet, so I think I was 11, um, maybe 11 and a half. And what's interesting is there's a photograph of me from that night because my mother was house-sitting for her best friend in the Hollywood Hills, and she had decorated the Christmas tree with all these white flowers that she made out of paper. Mm-hmm. And my father was visiting. And I think she was trying to get my father back and let me go out. And because I knew that my house would be empty, I organized a party. So I told all my friends, come to my house. It's going to be empty. We're going to party. Well, of course, none of the girls' mothers let them out, but all the boys' mothers let them out. Interesting. And yes. there were probably five or six of my best guy friends. I mean, I was part of this group of Hollywoodland kids, and we were like friends from, I, I don't know, maybe a couple of them I've been friends with since I was four or five. So they were very like brothers to me, you know? Okay, so you're 11. There's still definitely an innocence at that age. Oh, yeah. But did did you have that? Did you Was that innocence still intact for you at that age to be throwing a party at a, uh, uh, an empty In house with no, with no mom or dad at home and no... Right. Like, so the innocence had been... I think we were already smoking weed. I... My, I don't think I dropped acid yet, but oh, it was close girl. to it. Yeah. Well, it's not, you know, you got to think it's, it's the Hollywood Hills in the 1960s. Yeah. yeah. So it might've been 1971. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that innocent. Um, I smoked pot at 13. Yeah. But that 13 but I, feels really different from 11. But I think I started smoking long. cigarettes at eight. I think I was eight or nine and we stole <laughs> cigarettes and got up on the hillside and, oh you know, we're smoking cigarettes. So we were all, first of all. It was a different time. We For were sure. at the cocktail parties. For sure. There oh was my gosh. so much smoking and drinking going on. Yes. And, you That's know, what's modeled. Big, big For parties. Us, yeah. And yeah, throwing a party uh, seemed totally natural to me. I don't know. Okay. Very sneaky and very natural to, you know, 
have this party. And I remember having a boyfriend. I had just learned how to French kiss with this guy. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was very like innocent. We played spin the bottle, but none of the girls were there. Right. So I'm the only girl. And I guess we had been drinking and smoking. I, 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 you know, I, I don't really remember, but I do remember being in my mom's bed, making out with the boyfriend and all the other guys all of a sudden were jumping on top of me. And pulling my pants off and, you know, trying to stick fingers inside of me. And I was kicking and screaming and I had my first out-of-body experience. So I was, I remember, and I can still see it, although I've healed it deeply. I can still see where I left my body and I was at the top of my mom's bedroom ceiling looking down. So I can see myself kicking and screaming and trying to push the guys off me. And I remember the one best friend from childhood, you know, that was childhood, right? But five years old saying, uh, get off her. She's had enough. Get off her. And so they must have walked me home. They must have gone because we, uh, I would not have been able to get up the hill by myself. Um, So I, I don't remember. The next memory I have is the next morning having blood in my underwear and thinking, Oh my God, I've started my period uh-huh. and talking to one of the girls that was staying at the house that my mom was watching for her best friend and telling her the story and her saying, well, come on, let's go down and make sure the house is clean before your mom finds out. So she must've driven me down. She was an adult. Oh, she was probably a 17 year old okay. kid. A lot of, it, it's, you know, big, I know, you know, it, artist, a, community, painter, we've swam naked in the pool. Like it was a scene, you know? And so we go and there's in red lipstick, fuck you and asshole and profanity written all over the walls. Oh. So I remember scrubbing the walls. They were this avocado green. And that's like the last memory I have of that sort of segment of time it's christmas right so i guess i didn't go back to school um until school started again but i do remember my mom painting the walls i don't know when she painted the walls but she painted the walls white so in retrospect she must have known nobody's gonna get the red lipstick off but it was never talked about i don't know if the girl told her i don't know if she came home and felt it and just had a paint job. You know, she was going through her own trauma of trying to get my dad back and a whole other family in France scene that if you haven't listened to the first podcast, go back and listen to. But, you know, that was my, you, you know, my first indoctrination, I guess, into cruelty and betrayal. So we talked about, you know, um, well, we haven't talked about betrayal yet, but in the, my subscription series, there's a video on betrayal. And that to me probably was my very first time, but that was uh, the first soul retrieval I ever did at the Four Winds with Alberto Riodo. And he took us all on a journey and to go back and heal a past life. But instead I went back and went to my mom's bedroom and I saw myself still stuck up there on the ceiling 
And I brought that piece of me back into my heart and things began to change for me. And that was, you know, things began to change for me slowly over the last 35 years. But that was like the first, I can't, I can't explain what happened. Like, and that was just what, 15 years ago, like 2006 or 2007, mm. 2007, when I did that healing on myself. And I was like, wow, this shaman stuff is real. That's wild. Because I began to feel more connected to myself. That, that is um, a horrible story. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but I mean, really, you know, is it so horrible? Or you know what I say now? Because, you know, this show is about teaching through our stories and enlightening and inspiring and as heavy and as many other women out there that can relate to me. I look at that now as there are no victims, only volunteers. God only knows what I did to them in a past life. Can you imagine all five of those boys, right? Cut their balls off, chop their heads off, kill them. You know, we... Right. We have been many things in many lifetimes, and we are here to clear past life karma. Right. And we are in a time of instant karma. So right. you do something, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass right away. Right. You know, as we are here working on these right. past life issues. Right. So how beautiful, though, um, that you you have this memory, you have this out-of-body experience memory that you can go back and heal it. Mm-hmm. But so trauma, trauma is such a trip. It stays with us, obviously. It, it affects us for the rest of our lives, but it can be healed. And you're describing a, a beautiful example of that, but we don't forget. And that's the no. thing. That's the thing you have to figure out how to, to just, live your life. Yeah. yeah carry on and, and, and live your life. Um, you can let go. You can heal it. But again, you just, you know, it, it's, it'll bubble up. Well, one of the best comments, well, I don't want to say the best because they were all great comments last week. But one of the comments uh, was what I got out of last week's show was it's still your story, but you don't have to. Oh, gosh, she said it's so great. Um, your story is still with you, but you don't have to let it define you. Yeah. Is that what it was? Something like that. Like, yeah, like you don't have to live your story just because you have that story doesn't mean you have to live it. And I have that story and I share that story and I've got a lot more stories to share, but I share that story in hopes that it helps another woman. Or even another man who's yeah. hurt a woman, yeah. be able to forgive themselves, yeah. forgive others, let it go, see it in the grand scheme of things, and how we come to this planet to have these lessons, to have these life lessons. And what is my lesson in choosing that or having that happen to me? Yeah. My lesson is compassion, love. To live from a heart-centered space, to not hate those boys. So that shaman wisdom um, is so inspiring because so many of us um, on this planet, so many women that have had that um, similar story, are not 
given the ability or have had the exposure to, to have such beautiful grace that you've just um, described. Well, it's interesting. So I've never thought that of, way, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, it is, it is grace. Um, and I believe that burning karma is exactly what grace burn, is. Burn, burn. Burning karma produces grace. Um, so... Yeah. So many people just go to anger and um, fear. Well, you know what Luis says, my fiance says to me, you know, it's amazing that you're not a bitter woman <laughs> with all that you've been through. Have you ever been a bitter woman? Never. I'm not a, I, I don't know. I just, what does that serve? How does that serve me? I don't to know. To be bitter. Like the, you know, to be shitty. The stories that you've told and not just on this podcast, you know, so many more and just life experience. Because we have a little bit of a history, not not long at all, but our, our history together um, actually starts in 2013. And that that's a whole other story that we'll tell someday. But um, um, you should be a bitter old woman. <laughs> well, what good would that do? And then if I believe, like I believe that you are vibrating at a certain frequency and that vibration is sending energy all over the world, do I want to send hatred, bitter, angry, resentment energy? I'll just have to come back in another lifetime and redo it. Like, I don't want to come back in another right. lifetime and redo it. Oh my I God. want to come back in another lifetime and have beauty yes. and grace and yes. ease and not have yes. to have all the intense trauma that I've had. I mean, I've had serious, serious things happen to me. I mean, like, I, I could go from that rape into the next one, but we don't have time. And I don't want to spend each podcast on all the, the trauma, but I do think that that is how we enlighten and inspire. We enlighten and inspire from our own traumatic issues. And if we can come out on the other side and help another woman, and I see this now as like, right now we're lending a hand. We're like, we're, we're putting a hand in another woman's hand, another woman's hand or another man's hand and helping them because men get raped too. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this is, this podcast may be, Women's stories to enlighten and inspire everyone, everyone, because sure. everyone can benefit just as your son benefited from your story and was able to share with you. I'm hoping that people are sharing this podcast and talking to each other all over the world and allowing each other the grace and the feeling to be heard and to let it go. Yeah. There's when Me Too came out, my daughter asked me or when it came out, when it when it started Evolved. to, to um, you know, the media started paying attention to it because movie stars and movie producers were were getting all of this attention in the press and, um, and people just started talking about it. And my daughter, you know, told me she, about something that had happened to her when she was in college and she was 21 and she had a couple of drinks in a bar and the next thing she knows yeah the bar owner has taken her up the stairs and she's on a couch and you know she, he's on her and she, but her friend came and found her and saved her you know like got her out of there but she started thinking you know these things happen it happened to her she was kind of shocked she's like mom i have a me too and right. she's she, she goes mom do you and i was like no, not really. You know, and then we just 
You're the one percent. No, I'm not. <laughs> I thought about it for 60 seconds and I came up with 12 things, you know? Oh. I was like, we just don't. You pushed it down. I did. I did. Starting at probably when I was three, I can think of something that still bubbles up that I am bothered by, you know, all the time. Um, we all, well, why, I, don't, I, we, why I said, don't we blow that out right now? Blow it out. Take yeah. a deep breath in. And through your fist, blow. And anyone out there that feels that energy of young, not sure what it is, take a deep breath in. And blow it out. And I'm just doing a light clearing to help us shift our vibration into a more compassionate, loving vibration and to let that person go and that cord to whatever that is and that energy for women is go so that we don't have to let it bother us every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I I realized I wanted to say it uh, to my daughter that is there one percent? I would say. I mean, may, hope. May, I I pray I that it. I pray there's one. That's why I said that. that You're like the one percent. I'll tell story. I don't Every know any woman single that woman doesn't have something. Even just walking down the street, gets, being whistled at, yeah, yeah, gets disrespected and um, made. You know, and it's a hit on like it's a hit on her self esteem every time. Every time. I think I'd love uh, to leave you guys with a lesson for those of you out there that have discovered that something has happened to you and haven't gone to therapy or perhaps you're in therapy and it's not moving or perhaps you're not and this show is now reminding you that it's possible something happened i'd like you to get a piece of paper out and kim you can do this as well okay those 12 instances, mm-hmm. write them down. Write, just write down what happened, how it made you feel, and how you are ready to let it go so that, I call it fragmented soul part, so that part of your light can begin to come back to you. And you can write as little or as much as you like. You can burn it after in a ceremonial way, in a ritualistic way. You can gather these pieces back and then you can look for an energy medicine practitioner to help move the heavy energy if you like, or you can do it on your own. You know, it's nice to have support from a therapist or a shaman or an energy medicine practitioner, but gosh, you could probably do it on your own as well. So don't think, oh, I have to believe a certain way to let go of this. You don't. So fractured memory. So a fragmented sorry. soul part. Fragmented but soul. fractured is good too. I do. It does feel yeah, like, fractured. like being fractured. We have a lot of fractured pieces of ourselves. So this show is meant to help you grow as a spiritual being on the planet, as a man or woman on the planet, help you grow with grace and ease. I hope today's show helped you in some way. And I have no idea what next week is going to be. We could get into the 14-year-old marriage or perhaps 
rape <laughs> that happened God, before you that. God, just dropped these bombs. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't know, but it depends on the week. We're signing off, hoping you have a beautiful, blessed week. Thank you, thank you, Shaman Isabella. Much love to your daughter and health and recovery. And uh, thank you to everybody listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Kim. Love you all. Bye. Thank you.